that follow after righteousness. Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock whence you were healed, and to the hole of the pit whence you were digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bear you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. For the Lord shall comfort Zion, he will comfort all her waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Can I hear someone say amen? Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Amen. The whole of last week I was just quoting this scripture around in my room. Just walking and quoting it. But it's a powerful scripture that draws as our attention to something God does easily. God is a specialist in doing it. And that's all he's saying. He's a specialist in doing it. So we are, not, we are coming to a specialist. Say we are going to a specialist today. Who knows how to do this thing? And that is our God. God bless you. Shall we take our seats? So God is a specialist. And he's a specialist in, in, in creating the supernatural to change the life of people. Amen. And in the life of Israel, he tried to let them understand what he's for. Now this was when Israel had gone into Babylon, into slavery. And uh, they were being wasted. Babylon had exerted so much on them. Babylon had overcome, overcome them. And they were in their land. And yet they couldn't prosper. They couldn't make it. Things were going down. And they were, they, they were bound in so many areas. Then the Lord told them that they should not worship idols. Those who worship idols, they have no part. So when you read chapter 50, he was talking about the uselessness of idols. And that they shouldn't look at the nations that have idols. And they should just concentrate on him and that he was going to. So when he said that and finished, then he got to chapter 51. And then he said, you people listen to me. And I want, God is saying we should listen to him. Tell somebody, God says we should listen to him. Can you imagine right now God is tapping you and saying, he came to me. I want you to take note of that. You see, there are, there are things in the Bible that must speak directly to you in your situation. Listen to me. As if God is trying every way to let you get some important things. He said, he came to me. Ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord. That specifically puts this class into a place where you and me are. Very direct. We are the ones who are following righteousness. That's why you are sitting here. For me, that's why you are here. If you don't follow righteousness, you won't be here. If you don't seek the Lord, you won't be sitting here. So, you are the peop we are the people he is directly talking about. The ones that follow after righteousness and seek the Lord, we are the people. Tell somebody, I'm the one. So God is saying, hear me. Just listen to me. Listen to what I want you to know. Because the address is not confused at all. He's addressing a, a certain group of people. And we fall rightly in it. We fall rightly in it because when you read the New Testament, 
We are, with the church is the one that is called to follow after righteousness. Seek ye the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. It's the church. So the church, you can realize that though this is an Old Testament scripture, the people that are standing in it well is the church. We are the people who are following after righteousness. And people, because you are following after righteousness and you are seeking the Lord, the rest of the things that are following this evening I'm going to talk about, they are for you. No, no, no. You shouldn't doubt it. This is where I stand. It's mine. This is where I am. This is about me. And God is talking about me. Amen. When it comes to the righteousness, the church today, you and me, are the people who really fall into it. The Bible says that for Christ is the end of the law unto righteousness to everyone that believeth. So we are the righteousness of God. I didn't hear a good amen from somebody. I'm still trying to let you understand that this particular address is to you and me. We are. Hearken to me. Ye that follow after righteousness. Ye that seek the Lord. Hearken to me. I haven't yet come to what he wants us to hear. But I want you to understand that if there is anybody that follows after righteousness, you are the one. If there is anybody that seeks the Lord, you are the one. And may every prophecy of this scripture be yours. You see, sometimes you need to convince yourself beyond doubt that there is a particular scripture that is addressing you. I like it if you can take a scripture and put your name there. And turn it to yourself. That's how you make it work for you. Because many times when we are reading the scriptures, we can be seeing some people who don't exist. But the Bible says all these scriptures in the Old Testament were written for our admonition. It was written for our comfort upon whom the ends of the world have come. So all these things in the Old Testament, they were not just written for some people, but they are written for us. May you understand and put yourself there. So hear me, ye Clement. You the one that seek after, follow after righteousness and seek the Lord. Hear me, you Tony Jejira. You the one that follow after righteousness and seek the Lord. Hear me. Hear what I am about to tell you. And then, if you look at the, the, the King James, you see that it's a column. Uh, and that's because the things he's going to say, they all matter about us. He said, look unto the rock whence ye are him, and the hole of the pit whence you were digged. That's, that's, a, that's a bit proverbial. He's just talking about something. You see, he said, I want you to consider the rock from which you were plucked. And consider the hole which is still lying there of the pit where you came from. And he was talking to these Israelites who know their history. When you don't know your history and appreciate your history, you will understand this. Amen. The rock simply is talking about your root. You were plucked out of something. That's where I came from. When he talks about the, the, the hole of the pit where you were dug, it's talking about your past. And the past he's describing here is not a good past. You know where you came from. All of us know the backgrounds we came from. Now, when he was talking with specific reference to the two people he mentioned, Abraham and Sarah, because you will notice that after he had mentioned that he came back and said, look unto Abraham your father and Sarah who bore you. They are the two people you came out from. And they represent the rock and then the pit. 
But we know that the main rock we come from now is Jesus. But he was giving them their past. He wanted them to see something. I hewn you out of this rock. Now what is the kind of rock Abraham was hewn from? Idolatry. He didn't know God. The man, the man was on his way. He just didn't know anything. God had to appear and take him. Separate him from his people. So he's telling him, look at the background. Look at the place where you were. Why your people were worshipping several gods and they didn't know who was going to them. They didn't have an answer. They didn't have a clue to life. And yet, that is where I picked you. Then he talks about the, the, the pit. The pit, like I said, talks about your past. And Sarah represents the pit. And we all know Sarah. A woman at the age who couldn't do anything. He couldn't give birth. He was considered nowhere. He was finished in life. His body was weak. He didn't know what to do. And God said, that is the path from which I, packed, I, took, I took them. Now, so when you look at, when he uses Abraham and Sarah as an example, for the Jew or for the Israelites, they understood it so well. God addresses them in the language of consolation they themselves can understand. If I pick these people, and he said, I called him alone, and I blessed him, and I increased him. I called him alone from this background. And I blessed him and I increased him. Meaning, I am the one who has made Abraham to be that great. You people look at your number. But he was alone. Look at how many you are now. But Abraham was alone. And because I blessed him and increased him, today you are where you are. He has all the wealth. He has all the land. Amen. So God, God was trying trying to let the people know that because I have done this to Abraham, I want you to, be, to have consolation that I can do it for you too. Amen. Amen. So he says, if I did it for your father Abraham and your mother Sarah, from the backgrounds where I took them, and this is what I did for them, I want you to also be assured that I will do the same thing for you. Amen. Now one of the things we as Christians must have to appreciate is that God is picking us from nowhere, but he's sending us somewhere. And it will take a supernatural hand of God to do it. Sometimes, if you are not careful, you can look at yourself and say, everybody can make it, but except me. And, and rule out yourself. Because you are thinking the thing is in your wisdom, it's in your strength, it's your, in your ability, it's in your school you have attended. Amen. When they are mentioning schools, your school is not part. When they are mentioning fathers, you are not part of it. When they are mentioning nations, you are not there. But God is saying that if you look at what I did to Abraham, you should have consolation that I can do the same thing for you. Now, this is where I want us to believe God for something. Listen. The New Testament makes it so abundantly clear that because we are also having Abraham, he said, look to Abraham, your father. When he made that statement, look to Abraham, your father, the New Testament is not silent about it. We, our father of faith is Abraham. So, this scripture is not just talking to, it's looking at our, anybody who wants to see supernatural transformation into wealth and possession of things, you have to link yourself to Abraham. History and people say today that one of the reasons why the Middle East is what it is is because all, even physically and naturally, all the people there link themselves to Abraham. 
The Arabs claim is Abraham. The Jews claim is Abraham. But we, the people who are the real Jew, we are the real Jew. We are the only people who don't know how to appropriate what belongs to Abraham to ourselves. That's our problem. But one of the things I thank God about is that the church is becoming quick. The church is quickly becoming aware that we are the real Jew. He's not a Jew who is circumcised, but he's a Jew who is circumcised within the heart. That's what the Bible says. In other words, when we are talking about Abraham, Abraham is our father. You don't understand what I'm talking about. Because you see, by righteousness and faith, and do, these people were not walking in the righteousness and faith. We are the people by faith and by our righteousness. We cling unto Abraham. The Bible says, by righteousness of the things that Abraham obeyed, it, he, it was, it was, it was, it was, uh, 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 what, what is the word? It is accounted to him unto righteousness. So righteousness and the faith of Abraham, we, the believer today is the one walking in it. And I pray that as you walk in this righteousness and faith, may every blessing of Abraham be your blessing. Supernaturally, God is supposed to make us so. You don't have to have it from the beginning. You may not have it, but you can have it now. And I pray that you will understand it. He said, look to Abraham, your father. Look at him. Look, look at him. Consider him. And link yourself. Listen, when you know how to link yourself to the, to the promises of Abraham, by faith, you will enter some wealth. You will enter some possessions. Amen. One of the, one of the, one of the pastors in Africa I like so much when it comes to walking or linking himself to Abraham is uh, Bishop Oedipo. No, 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 no. That man caught that revelation early. Recently, I was listening to him. I had to pray seriously. <laughs> he, was, he was talking about the testimony of how, what, the things he's doing with our sweat. He said one of them, they don't even go to meeting and discuss it. <laughs> because he said, we don't have to discuss it. The thing is going to happen. And it's happening. He says, I'm doing all these things with our sweat. And that's because, you see, I want you to understand this. When the Bible says, I want you to say, hearken to me, I'm showing you a secret to your wealth. I'm showing you a secret to your freedom. God is showing us the secret. He said, look to Abraham, your father. And Sarah, who bore you? I called him alone. And I blessed him. And increased him. That's how, that's how God is doing it. Look to him. And stop looking at all the things we are looking at. If he, what he's saying is that if I did it to Abraham and Abraham is your father, then you are supposed to have it. You are supposed to walk in it. Am I talking to somebody? May this revelation provide anything you need supernaturally to you. Am I talking to somebody? They were to remember Abraham and Sarah. As it were, he's using them as a quarry from where they were dug. But he blessed him 
to become a multitude and a very powerful person in terms of wealth, in terms of possessions. So when he says the root, and then the, 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 when he's talking about the, the, the rock as a root, that means, you see, when they, when they take quarry rocks out of, when they take quarry chippings out of rock, they are taking the same thing. Now scattered in bits. It's the same thing. They have now broken them in bits. That means any mineral you find in the main rock, you will find it in there. But it's now many. Scattered. It's, it's just broken into pieces. Now Abraham was one rock. Out of him all of us have come. This is the key that the Jews have. No, the Jews don't play with that thing. And the Arabs. So, the church too is beginning to possess it. I said the church too is beginning to possess it. We seem to be coming late, but we are not late. Amen. We will get into it. May God show you how to step into that thing. May some of you become breakthrough so much breakthrough in wealth and in things that it becomes easy to get things done, even for yourself. Amen. So he said, look to Abraham, who is your father, and Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone, and I blessed him and increased him. So the point he's making to the Jews is that it is this man I called alone. But like I said, you see, when you go to a rock and you are taking quarry stones, you blast and take them. They are the same. The same. How come we are not the same? We don't believe it. It was when Abraham believed he became a father. But you and me don't believe it. So we don't become. The, the, the link is belief. Abraham believed and it was accounted unto him righteousness. And he became the father of faith. We don't believe. Our belief in some of these things is weak. No, no, no. We say we believe it, but it's, it's not in our heart. It's just in our head. Amen. But today I want to challenge somebody to believe. That if Abraham is my father, then whatever blessing God gave Abraham, I have my portion in it. Can I hear somebody shout a bigger amen? We don't, we don't seem to believe it. We talk about it. But we, our belief in it is light. May this truth change you and me. Our destiny is forever. Am I talking to somebody? Now, sometimes, you see, it is supernatural because it is, it is going to be supernatural because you, you wouldn't have to struggle to let it down. You see, today, if we sit here and we are talking about the fact that you and me, individually, you must become a millionaire in dollars or you must have some $10 million somewhere. The, when would they say it, eh? Most of us, what happens to us in our mind is that, where is this thing going to come from? That's what rings in your mind first. And first of all, you start thinking about your business or the job you are doing. And the salary you are giving, how much am I going to get it? That's why we don't see the supernatural. Supernatural takes you beyond that. No, supernatural takes you beyond that. Amen? Supernatural takes you beyond that. 
I listened to a certain pastor who, who built his house. He built a church, a very mighty church, and was going to open it. And then when he went, the, the man he invited, that was uh, Jesse Duplantis. How many of you know Jesse Duplantis? Wow, that's one, one, one <laughs> simple man I, I just so much like. When he's preaching, he will crack jokes, you will laugh. Jesse Duplantis went there, and then he was going to celebrate with them. He came to praise God with them. And then they told him that um, he has to raise some funds because though they have finished the building, they are owing. He said, how much are they owing? They mentioned it. He said, we're coming to thank God and rejoice. How can we be talking about this? And this pastor knew that this, this, this thing he has to pay. It's going to take him a lot of months to pay that loan. When Jesse Duplantis heard him, he said his heart just disturbed him. He went back there and told his wife, write a check for them. So, he came back and said, collect the check. Don't disturb God. Let's just thank him and bless him. Now, what I'm trying to let you understand is that, you see, you can, I'm not sure this pastor, when he was even inviting him, thought that. That's what we call supernatural. You see, when you are believing God for the supernatural increase, eh, stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about where it's going to come from. Don't be like me when I was a student. And I will, I, will, I will pray. I will pray looking for money. And I'll be looking on the ground. Who stays your fault so that I'll collect? I see anything, I'll go and kick it and see. You know, your, your mind, your, our mind cannot contain the supernatural. That's why we're not seeing it. We, 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 are, we are limiting God by our mind. You see, you are already, when they say God can make you a millionaire, you are thinking about the work you are doing. Who told you that's where God is going to pass? Who told you that's where God is going to pass? Supernatural means supernatural. I said supernatural means supernatural. God can breathe upon what you are doing within a minute and it will become a million. But we are always limited. He said, I call him alone. That means Abraham couldn't tell here. He couldn't tell here. Where did he get all the cattle he got? Because he left without anything. He couldn't turn to anybody. Don't turn to people like that. When you are praying for the supernatural, fix your eyes on God. He said, I call him alone. And I bless him. And I increase him. God has called you alone. May he bless you and increase you. Listen, when it comes to the supernatural, stop fidgeting and looking for where a thing is going to come from. Once you start doing that, it is not supernatural. It's not. Once you start thinking about where it's going to come, it's not supernatural. You know, Sunday, <laughs> something happened. I went home and I was telling my, 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 my wife. A lady came to me. In fact, Pastor Opon brought it. A needy widow, a eh, single mother, came to me. I was thinking about praying for him because when they came, I knew it was prayer. He handed me over. He handed over to me an envelope. In fact, when Pastor told me what was in the envelope, I didn't believe it. 
<laughs> I went and encountered it. And that's because when I look at her, no, no, stop. I remember one day I was with Pastor in the office and a young man came. He said he wanted to see him. And I took him. Very young boy. And I took him there. <laughs> I took him into the office. Then he sat with Pastor That's what happened to me on Sunday. He's, he's, and then he wrote a check and gave Pastor And Pastor prayed for him and he left. I think Pastor has shared it here before. Those of you were here. He has shared it. He has shared it almost everywhere. When the gentleman left, he took the check and said, What? He called me and I said, Abochi, it's as good as done. <laughs> I said, don't think about it. It's, it's there. It's as good as done. He said, do you know him? I said, I know him. I said, it's done. <laughs> he said, the following day, he said, they should go and put the thing in the bank to still see whether the thing will flow. <laughs> and the thing flowed. Listen, you have no idea where God can pass and come to you. He said, listen, he said, look to Abraham. I called him, I separated him from everybody. Yet in the wilderness, I found a way of making him a multi-millionaire. We are always limiting God by trying to figure where the thing is going to come. You see, God can breathe on that thing you are doing. <laughs> And within, within a day, the thing can change. That's what we call supernatural. Super is not natural. Uh -uh. Natural is not natural without the super is not supernatural. That's what I want to say. Natural without the super is not supernatural. It's natural. And the natural, the natural alone is good. But you can't do anything with the natural. To be able to fulfill your mandate on earth and to be useful to humanity and to be able to help many people, you need the supernatural hand of God over your life. Today I called, I, I called, I called Makrubi, he came to my office and I told him that the young man you have given me as my day security. My wife has listened to the story of the guy. We can't let him be a day secret. He has to go to school. A guy who was in school and his father died and he has become a security boy. You have brought him to my house. He will go back to school. So we are deciding to take care of him. Because, how? But, how can I do this if God doesn't supernaturally supply? Supernatural link. Listen to me. Where we are going, Stop thinking about only yourself. Some of the start thinking big. He said, I call him alone. I blessed him and I increased him. Now, the reason why he increased him is because he has blessed him to be over all. You know why sometimes our, our blessing doesn't increase? We are too selfish thinking about ourselves. You know, I know people who say, when I get it, I will do it. But God is never settled, settled with when I get it. God is only setting with seeing how faithful you are with now. Then he knows what to do with that other one. So if you are not doing it now, forget it. I called him alone. I bless him and I increase him. 
Supernatural is supernatural. It's not natural. So stop thinking about your work. How strong you be to do. I was saying to myself this, this afternoon when I was praying, I said, I must handle money. Eh? I must handle money I've never handled before for all these years I've been born. Somebody's budget for his church is $1 million a month. And I'm still sitting here cracking small, small and, and trying to let ends meet with $1 million. No, he does, God doesn't love him more than me. The thing is our faith level. How do I believe in the supernatural? How does he believe in the supernatural? And when you see people who believe in the supernatural, they talk as if God is in their pocket. Or God lives in their house. And that's what angers some of us. I don't know what you don't know. Me, I don't argue with people who believe God for some things. Even if they are saying something, and I, it's, that's my, I don't argue with people like that. I remember some time ago, somebody came and asked me a question. He said, eh, why do the people say that eh, 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 they cannot get sick? They can never be sick. And the one who asked me, he too believes a Christian can never sin. So I said, you believe a Christian can never sin. They too believe a Christian can never be sick. They are two extremes. Both of you live in your extreme. Why are you worried about his? It's working for him. Stop worrying about other people. Listen, many things we are complaining about some people in the faith eh, is what they are held. And it's what, incidentally, one of the things I've noticed about this Bible, when you read this Bible and you see a word like this where we are talking about and you make it personal, and you believe it, and you add it to your heart, it will start working for you. But those of us who want to balance it, and remove something, and bring Hebrew and Greek, Hebrew and Hebrews, and Greek, and just change them, we are the ones who suffer. There are some people who want to say this, that's all. And it works. Am I talking to somebody? Faith! Faith level. You start thinking. Who told you that's where God is going to pass? If that's where God is going to pass, it may not be supernatural. Supernatural is supernatural. You have no hand. That thing will just begin to open. It's just like when rain is falling. That's supernatural act. When you open a tap, eh, even shower, you can collect it. But when the rain is falling, can you stop, collect all? A bruise. That is the way the supernatural works. That is the way the supernatural works. It comes. You have no hand on it. Amen. Amen. We must believe God for something. Amen. Just believe God. I said believe God. Amen. Stop thinking about where is it going to come from. It will come. Here came unto me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look to the rock where you were in. And the whole of the pit from where you were dug. Look to Abraham your father and Sarah who bore you. I called him alone. I blessed him and I increased him. 
May God bless you and increase you. Makaba katakaba yakataya. Sorobo di kandaya. I went into the office and looked at the thing. I counted and said, ah. <laughs> I was going to call this man and say something. And I said, no. This unbelief. <laughs> I repented serious. In fact, I'm telling you, I told God, Lord, I repent. Because I looked at her. No, and yet some... It was, it's not some extraordinarily large amount. But looking at who she was and the problem she's even sharing. No, no. I said, Lord, this one. <laughs> it be you. Me too, Mitchell Mao. But you know what? That immediately spoke to me and I repented. That means I'm not ready. No, I believe that one day I will meet somebody. And I'm telling the truth. I believe that one day I will meet somebody. And we say, you are a pastor. What do you do? So I, I'm a pastor. Where is your church? I say, hey. oh, you are the one building that building. What do you need? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't know. I believe it. I will meet that person. Even if I don't meet the person, the thing will come by itself. What do you need? And I'll just tell him. And say, okay. I'll do how to, how should I do it for you? <laughs> no, this one is no mobile money. Nobody can give it to you one mobile money. <laughs> is that mobile money? Eh? You want to say something? Uh, listen to this. This has never happened, but he wants to say something. He says mobile money. Mobile money cannot contain these things. <laughs> Mobile money doesn't come into this. Praise the Lord. Um, this afternoon I was in the office and uh, a gentleman came around, a member of the church, uh, specifically four man. Then we greeted. Then he was going out and said, Oh, Pastor, so we came out and he said, Oh, uh, he told me something some about three years ago. Some fountain, fountain, something. You know, I don't remember that one. Uh -huh. But a sound buyer, but it came another way. That means who say, Pastor, and he saw a bullion van. And it's not the type of bullion vans in Ghana. In Ghana, it's single decker. But this one was a long type. And the thing drove on and came and stood. And we had a bullion in the office. And it was all downloaded into the place. So I think the time has come. Look. <laughs> you see, I just... You see, I told God something. I said, why should I be struggling because of your name? Who goes to war at his own charges? I refuse to have sleepless nights. I told God I'm going to be sleeping. I'm just believing you to do your thing. You know what I've told her? I said this bank loan must be cancelled one day. 
In fact, if you want, I can take a paper now and show you the three things <laughs> I wrote there. No, it's, it's in my office. If you follow me, I'll show you. I do not say this cancellation. Supernatural cancellation of debt. Supernatural completion of the building. I said, look, buses must be flowing. Carry people and bring them to church and carry them home. Take care of children. Young, I have passion for young people. And my wife, Uncle Atu and Pastor Kono will tell you, when I went to work, one of the things I wanted to do was to ensure that most of the young men went to university. Because the north, it, there wasn't anything like that. So I had to, even Connie, I had to push him to go. Because the truth is that, not that they were not good, but we had settled for something less. Immediately we finished secondary school. Want to find where we'll pass. Because most people didn't have anybody to back you anyway. But I said no. One of the things we can do for our future is to make sure that these young people are educated. They get what they can do. And these days, people are educated to come and start businesses of their own. No, get ready. That's what I'm talking about. You may get an idea, a small idea, and the way the thing will do, that's the supernatural. God will breathe on you and becomes womb. Before you realize, people are looking for you everywhere. And you are signing big, big, big contracts. And God is ensuring that your contracts are working. And nobody can cross it anywhere. Once God breathes on it, nobody can cross it. May you receive that kind of supernatural breath. You see, we need to come to something. No, no, no. I believe it sincerely. That, oh, we must do things. Amen. The, the, the secretariat must build a, an office complex. And we, we have told God we are not moving from this lane. From here to that place, we are not moving. Somebody will have to move. <laughs> but you see, the point I'm talking about is that, listen to me, even the churches we have, the churches we have, a lot of churches in the rural places. Look, we need money. Stop complaining about small, small things. Some of these pastors that are in the rural place, they showed me a pastor who has diabetes and his leg, one of our pastors in one of the villages. Even going to do, uh, what do we call it? National health. He doesn't do it. Last year they took him. Pastor Ben and Co went and did it for him and took him to go and treat him. This year, he sat down until the thing went off. And he's sitting in the village. They showed me his picture. I looked at this and I said, what? These guys who are in the village preaching for God. You think this is the way we are going to be? No, this is not the way we are going to be. Something is happening. We are believing God for the supernatural. Are you hearing me? And so, you have to believe. You see, stop thinking about the how is it going to come. That's not your concern. Just say, I believe it. It's happened. Say, look to Abraham. Who is your father? And to Sarah, who bore you? I called him alone. I blessed him and I increased him. 
The whole of Middle East now is just Abraham. All the oil and the water is Abraham. And if they who are not the real children of Abraham, and we are connected through Christ, let me show you a verse that connects us through Christ to Abraham. So that you will, you will understand. Because some of you, as we are talking, you don't. Look at what Galatians chapter, chapter 6, chapter 3, the verse 6 and 7 says. I'll read a few of them. Now let me start from Romans. And he received the sign of circumcision. He's talking about Abraham. A seal of the righteousness of the, of, of the faith, which he had yet been uncircumcised. Which he had yet been uncircumcised. That he might be the father of all of them that believe. Though they be not circumcised. So he is the father of all of us who believe, even though we are not circumcised like them. You see, they, they had that circumcision something. As their main way. But we, from belief, we join. You believe in Jesus, you join. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world. The heir of the what? This is, this is a Romans chapter 4, verse 13. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So the promise given that he should be the heir of the world. So look at what he is. The heir of the world. He owns everything in the world. It's not just to him through the law, but through everybody who has the righteousness in, by faith. And that is where we come in. That's why the Bible says, those who, who follow after righteousness and those who seek the Lord, including us, that specifically puts us into this bracket. Let me read Galatians 3, the verse 6 and 7. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So those of us who are of faith, we are the children of who? So listen, we are the real people to inherit the, the inheritance of Abraham. May you refuse to be where you are. May you expand and grow and become bigger in whatever area God is making you. Am I talking to somebody? May you possess things. No, the world, the world are yet to see. They are yet to see where we are going. No, no, they are yet to see. No, they are, they are yet to see. I'm telling you. The other day we drove, we got to, uh, we, I was going to Boliga, and I, I had to stop over in Techima. We got somewhere. No, no, we went to Boliga, and then some guys came and they said, that your building is frightening, you know? And this was a Muslim talking. Said, that your building is frightening, you know? I said, why? He said, where is sitting? How did you get that place? I said, the earth is the loss. And the fullness thereof. <laughs> That's where I got it. Another pastor said, hey, we all came and were struggling to get land inside. You, you just moved and look at what you have done. I said, the time I was looking here, all of you were saying, center Accra will be the best place for church. Now Accra has grown out. But you know what? When he said that, it's frightening. I said, oh, I said in my head, you haven't seen anything yet. Yes. We will frighten you until you do. But you know something? That is what God must do. Can I tell you something? You must not be poor. Otherwise, you cannot fulfill what we are talking about. 
God and start doing something. And believe God to, 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 to add the supernatural to your life. Just take this scripture and be quoting it. Another scripture I quote these days is, is Jabez. Oh, that the Lord will bless me and enlarge my coast. That thy hand will be with me. That thou will deliver me from all evil. Listen, there are things that God can do for you. Believe it. Let's, 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 let's take the word of God and believe it as it is and confess it and speak it until it comes to pass. You see, everything you ever will ever be in life, God didn't create you before he started planning what you should be. That's why they talk about predestination. He has predestinated us in what? In Christ. And he's here. So once you find the root which he's showing us here in Abraham and you cling to it, you see it. It's a whole covenant that Pastor, Pastor Kono was talking about. Amen. And look at the verse 3. Let me end by reading it. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. Who is Zion? The church. The two mountains in the Old Testament is Zion and what? Uh, uh, Mount Sinai. And Mount Sinai is the Old Testament. Zion is the church. He shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all the waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden. Garden of Eden. Everything was there. Before Adam sinned, Garden of Eden was there. Was the, was, was the unique place to be. Everything was under authority. He never lacked anything. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Then he said, joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and voice of melody shall be here. You know what? God, what, one of the things God loves is thanksgiving. He wants to bless you so that you can always thank him and, and, and worship him and bless him. When we, God doesn't need the things we need. In fact, he gives it to us so that we can thank him and worship him. That's what the Bible said. If we seek after his righteousness, uh, his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things shall be given to us. All God wants is that in the kingdom, you are blessed to do his work and thank him. He wants us to worship him. We get up with melody. Now, I like that. I like that. I like the end of it because it says, Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. That means that every day you get up is singing and worshiping. Because you see, what you need is supplied. No, 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 no. That is, and, and don't wait for it. Start, start walking in it, thanking God and and in the New Testament, you thank God before you see it. Start, start making melody in your heart. Sing and make melody. Stop thinking about some things. Just pray, believe God for his word and start thanking him and blessing God. Melody. Sing songs from your heart. We sing melody, melodious songs from our hearts. Amen. We want to walk into the supernatural. Your right to the supernatural 
is because Abraham is your father. Sarah is the wonder boy. God called them alone and blessed them and increased them. He, that means he's telling you that if I did it for your father, you are supposed to be lazy. There is nowhere a chipping from a rock is different from the main rock. They have the same thing. It's only small. May you walk in it. We are believing God for some supernatural things. Amen. Are you hearing me? You have no idea what we are going to do. By to be done. <laughs> Today I just call for some dollars and I give them to Solo. I say, Solo, move and do this thing quickly because something is going to happen in the church. I said, This church, I'm, I want to take interpretation off from the stage. We are ordering an equipment. And the equipment can do four translations. And you just, they just, you just go, you go there. I want, uh, I want gun. We'll give it to you. French. We'll be translating to French. She. Ewe. Because we are having a lot of Ewe population around there. The artisans are all, and I want to. I want them to come to church. Amen. French, and then the fourth one will be gone, because we are living in Ghana, so we will give them one. If only they will find an interpreter for me. Perhaps Pastor uh, uh, Ken, who is a fanti, will interpret into Ghana, or his wife. Hey, my wife is saying you interpret. Trouble for us. Hmm. Yeah. You can't. That one there. <laughs> my wife speaks. My wife learned the guy in Yendi before she appeared in Accra. But, but you see, eh, I just ordered it. One of these days we'll be doing it. Another thing we will not be doing in the stages, you won't see anybody doing announcement. You see like BBC. It will come on the screen. So everything will be pre-recorded, edited, and then when the thing comes, they, they, they put off the lights, and that's when we get the whole place. And then you see, we have our own sound. And then the announcements will come. <laughs> One of the things I keep asking is that, if all ambassadors of nations live in Accra, where should they go to church? We do our church as if we are the only people. And you see, so that's why sometimes those of you who are leading some things, when I tell you something, eh, you have better follow. If you are leading worship, you are doing usher, I say, no, no, don't do it like that. Don't get angry. Because you see, we are moving somewhere. You see, so are we saying all these foreigners who come here and they are in the embassies, they shouldn't go to church? Because we are doing our church local. I don't believe so. And that is why I'm saying that if you are in Accra, cosmopolitan city, you must do a church of the 21st century to encompass, so that anybody who comes in can feel accepted. So when you see people wearing their thing, sitting French or this thing or that, you won't know the difference. 
So he's wearing it. But he is hearing the language he wants. Because everything is tuned according to where you get. So you can sit and mix. Amen. Amen. And I've done it in such a way that that thing, who you cry, who name for some more. You even steal it because you, you can't use it. This is not earphone. Uh, what? Mobile phone, earphone. You know. <laughs> I, I understand what I'm talking about. You see, how are we going to do this? Supernatural hand of God. Supernatural. And that's why you must believe in supernatural. Amen. Now, in this one. Sometimes uh, you, 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 you go walk a little outside the crowd. Those of you, just go a little into the interland and see churches and see the kind of things they sit under. And then you ask yourself, all our churches that are in Accra, what are we doing? In fact, we seem to be building empires for ourselves. I don't think it's good. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Can you imagine we come to the place where we have so much that every month we have a budget for churches that are not founding a chapel in rural areas, and we have a budget, and we say, this one, this one, then we have a budget for them every month. How about that? We'll see God's glory more in our church. You see, some of the glory of God we are looking for, no? he will look at your heart, too. I'm not him, selfishness, you are not him. God doesn't condone selfishness. That's why we are calling for some kind of revivals and uh, the glory and we are not seeing it. Because the selfishness is too much. If your name is not Fountain Gate Chapel, we have nothing to do with you. Where is that? We will go to heaven and we will not see Fountain Gate Chapel. We will not see Lighthouse. We will not see Deeper Life. We will not see Pentecost. We'll, there is nothing like that. You won't see any of them. You will see believers. Christians. I'm not talking to somebody at all. That is why you must believe in the supernatural. That God will bless you supernaturally. God will open supernatural windows of heaven over you and pour you. In fact, that's what it means by I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out. When God opens the windows of heaven for rain, incidentally, the same windows of heaven is in Deuteronomy used for rain. So if God opens the windows of heaven for rain to fall, can you collect it? It can never fall on you alone. Supernatural. Father, we believe in the supernatural. We trust you for a supernatural outpour of your power over our lives, over our church. We believe that all debts will be cancelled. Supernaturally, you will supply us enough to do many things without sweat. We will not sleep and dream about how we're going to do things. But by the time we wake up, there are dead solutions. Make the streams to flow towards us. Open the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing. That we cannot contain so that the name of our God will be glorified in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Hallelujah! God wants to bless the land, He wants to comfort us. Stand on your feet. You are not a God by human hands, you are not a God. 